Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. Today's show will feature interviews with pro surfer Brett Barley and Kansas City Chiefs NFL Hall of Fame tight end Tony Gonzalez. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. I'm your host, Roman Gabriel III, president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation. And of course, if you want to be a team member of Sold Out Youth Ministries, our organization that helps kids stay away from drugs and alcohol and teaches them leadership skills, biblical principles, you can go to our official website at soldouttv.com. That's soldouttv.com and uh, be a part of that. Donate there. So I tell you what, I've had some professional surfers and motocross guys and skateboarders and all sorts of great guys, but, but I met this young man in uh, Cape Hatteras, Brett Barley with us, pro surfer. Brett, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How's it going? I'm fired up. I know that we're talking to you in your hometown of Buxton, North Carolina, Cape Hatteras area where you live and where you do your thing, pro surfer. And uh, a lot of people that follow surfing maybe, you know, casually don't realize, you know, the surfing tradition of the Outer Banks and the surf of the Outer Banks on the Atlantic coast. Tell me about why the waves are good there. Uh, well, we're the closest. Cape Hatteras is the closest place to the continental shelf on the East Coast. I mean, other than when you get down towards Miami and whatnot, where it dips in real close. But, you know, they're they're protected by the Bahamas and stuff, so they don't get as much swell. So we're susceptible to over 180 degrees of swell direction, and we pretty much pick up anything. And uh, it's a, it packs a lot of power, and, yeah, we just have really good sandbars, and they set up for pretty epic days of waves that rival anywhere in the world. But the waves are much different. I was out there the other day, and um, it seems like when things are really good where you're at in North Carolina and Virginia, um, off the coast, uh, that the, the tube is incredible, that the waves are, there's a longer ride opportunity. Is, would that be right? Uh, not necessarily longer waves. Um, in California, you have a lot of point breaks and cobblestone set up. But any, any of those types of waves, for the most part, are going to be softer. And so here we have a lot of heavy, like powerful, punchy short waves. And then, you know, somewhere like the Lighthouse, which is my home break, my favorite wave <laughs> that'll provide you know really long left on the right swell direction but for the most part it's just punchy heavy short barrels brett barley's with us on sold out sports talk on american family radio and uh brett you know uh, who who were the guys that you looked up to growing up there uh, in the outer banks uh, you know as, as guys that you watched and guys that you followed that got you interested and maybe excited about about surfing well, growing up, I mean, I was down in Buxton, and you're pretty sheltered down there. So for the for many of my years, I, you know, just kind of looked up to the local guys. And then as I got older and, you know, seeing guys like Jesse Hines and Noah Snyder and Matt Beecham, Billy Hume, and, and all them, uh, you know, making a career out of professional surfing from the Outer Banks, you know, they were kind of my heroes at the time. I was like, they can do it. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to. I want to do that, and you know, I had pro surfing as a 
as a goal of mine from a very young age. And the fact that it panned out is is really special. But uh, yeah, I mean, those guys kind of paved the way for guys like me. You know, when you talk about surfing across the country, you know, when you do talk to people about the East Coast, you just name some of the you know the more prolific names that really put people on the map but there are also guys like the hobgood brothers and even kelly slater that has come to your surf out there over the years correct yes for sure i never those guys kind of stopped coming here by the time i was at an age where i was traveling up and down the island chasing wells um i only got to surf with the hobgoods maybe once or twice uh and i never got to see kelly and then in about 2008 2009, Corey Lopez started coming back here, uh, and it was it was cool getting to watch him ride the waves here. He was surfing it like no one I'd ever seen before, and so that was that was really special to get to witness. Yeah, you go to Hawaii where you see the high caliber surfers, especially during when the pipeline's great, you know, in the fall. Uh, you had a really cool opportunity to get with Kelly Slater and go out to his surf ranch and um, this really big deal. Uh, that he created basically an artificial wave that he's been working on for years and years that has now come to fruition. So tell us about that. Yeah, that was that was super awesome. Him and I have been going back and forth, uh, honestly, just through Instagram for a couple of years now because he really wants to get back up here to Hatteras and, and get some waves. But due to schedules and injuries, he hasn't you know made it for a swell yet. And him and I were just talking, and then in Hawaii I ran into him at a dinner and we were chatting about the pool and about surfing and whatnot. He mentioned that they had some openings the next week. And I was like, well, I'm heading home. And he said I could come by if I wanted. So I uh, made a pit stop in California, went and spent a day at the surf ranch before heading home. And that was super special. I got I was there with the Geiselman and a couple other guys. And, and that was really rad to get to see that place in person and get to go. You know, I mean, for now, it's mostly a test facility. And from what I was told, it wasn't really meant to be this big public place, but because it just took off the way it did, they couldn't say no to everyone. I know that few people have gotten to go and surf it. And very, very fortunate that I got to be one of them. But I look forward to the public ones opening up here in the next couple of years. That'll be pretty epic. I'm with professional surfer Brett Barley uh, on American Family Radio on Sold Out Sports Talk. Uh, Roman Gabriel, your host, and uh, you know, one of the great things, uh, Brett, about surfing uh, is it as an individual sport, you know, as opposed to team sports where, in my case, playing professional football, you know, you got a guy like Tom Brady who's playing for the Patriots who's at 41, which is like incredibly old for a football player and really rare. Uh, but one of the things I've realized is I've spent time around people like yourself and uh, and Noah Schneider and Jesse and, and my, my daughter, uh, Whitney, uh, has been – the lifestyle thing about surfing. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think the the biggest thing about, you know, ball sports is that it's pretty much, it completely revolves around performance and you don't really get to know the, the players on a personal level at all. It's not like they're making, you know, movie parts about them playing football and stuff, unless it's a high caliber guy that's like doing, you know, some big documentary. Whereas in surfing, especially nowadays with the internet, uh, surfers are doing way more in-depth short pieces and, and kind of opening up their lifestyle and personality to the public. And you get to follow the person even just aside from uh, their ability. And, yeah, I feel like surfing is just 
so different in, in any kind of board sport, skateboarding, snowboarding. It definitely has a different feel compared to ball sports. And that's really rad. I, I think it gives longevity to a lot of uh, professional athletes in the board sports area. Um, but, you know, with those sports come serious injuries just like anything else. All it takes is one bad fall or one bad accident to really just end your career right there. You know, you were talking earlier about Jesse Hines and about Noah Schneider and about uh, the Beachams and, and, and people coming from your area who kind of put East Coast surfing on the map. And, you know, one of the epic things that they did years ago was a movie called Noah's Ark about his life and about just how these guys not only are excellent surfers but live their life for God and, and that their faith is so important to them. Uh, talk to me about how faith plays a part in your life and, and in your family life being married at an early age at, I believe, 18. Yeah, um, I got married when I was 19, and uh, we had our first, our son when I think it was 23, or 24, 22. And, um, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I came to know the Lord when I was younger. I was about 12 years old, and just knew from the get-go and through ways he has revealed himself to me that I, I just never wanted to abandon him or leave him for anything. And so I, I spent a lot of time through high school um, kind of alone because as we got older and some of my friends, you know, started drifting away from the Lord, uh, I still knew that, you know, putting him first was, was my goal and I didn't never want to live a life apart from him. And, you know, it then brought me to a place where I ended up uh, forming a relationship with my now wife and, you know, now I have two children and and it's a place that I would never be had I not been putting him first in my life at the time you know I would have just been acting off my own selfish ambition but I was just wanted to make sure I put God first and he led me to where I am now and I definitely would not have this life that I do without him. From pro surfer Brett Barley with us and um, Brett how difficult is it to um, uh, one of the things about the Christian life when you talk to high profile athletes like I do is you know, a balance and um, athletics and to surf at the level you surf at uh, demands a great deal of time, effort and commitment. Um, so how, how do you balance the travel all over the world? I mean, you've been to Iceland lately, Hawaii, California. Um, and of course, when you guys go out to shoot for a lot of these um, people who sponsor you, their week and 10 day trips uh, to some of the most remote parts of the world. So how do you balance uh, your life as a uh, professional surfer, husband, father, uh, you know, in the community? Uh, how, does that, how does that happen for you? Uh, it's definitely tough. I mean, my wife's very understanding, and since surfing's my job, like, it, it's just totally different. It's not like I'm going on, on vacation. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it takes a lot. I mean, i got to make sure that both before and after a trip, I'm, I'm dedicated to spending time with my family more than, you know, surfing or doing any computer work, catching up on editing. I need to be with them. And, and I, I'll never let anything come in the way of um, my relationship with my family. And it, I don't know. I mean, I think there's definitely times that are hard. This fall was really difficult because I was traveling so much. And there are trips that I, like, wasn't in a position to say no to, even though I didn't really desire going on them. But, I mean, that's just how work is sometimes. It's, that's like the work aspect of surfing is like 
you're not necessarily always doing what you want to do, even if you're having fun doing it. Um, you know, my heart is at home with my family. And so those times away from them are tough. Uh, but, you know, they're, my wife, we're on the same page as far as raising our kids and the way we run our family and that I have to leave to work sometimes. So I, I'm just thankful that I was, uh, I'm blessed with a woman that's so understanding and, and selfless. Brett Barley, professional surfers with us on Sold Out Sports Talk uh, here with Roman Gabriel. Uh, Brett, you know, one of the things that I have seen in high-impact athletes who put God first, their family, their family second, and their profession third is when they have that balance, they tend to be better athletes and better at home. Um, how important is it for you to carry on the tradition of uh, Outer Banks surfers that are pros and being that role model and, and using your platform to impact young people? Yeah, I mean, I just know I've, I've seen so many friends that, and not just here, but other places in the world who, you know, had a lot of talent, but just threw it all away through, you know, getting older and getting into partying and getting into just things that are not worth their time and that ruined their careers. And they ended up, you know, sponsorless and kind of struggling, both not just financially, but, you know, physically and spiritually. And, and I've, I've seen the downsides through my travels and my time with other people that, um, you know, aren't believers. I've seen just so much negativity that comes from living apart from God. And I, I just wouldn't, I don't really understand the appeal to living that way, first of all, but. You know, I want to show people that it's, you know, you can love the Lord and live for him and, and still do really cool things and enjoy life. You don't need to do it by throwing away what you have for, you know, girls or drugs or alcohol or whatever and partying. And it's just not worth it. I see all my friends who do those things come up empty handed and feeling down and, and bummed out or, or uh, you know, falling behind in their career. You know, I'd, I'd hope that what I do and the way I live would just be an example to others that it doesn't have to be that way and that there's more out there. And God is that something more. And thanks to Jesus, I'm always content. Regardless of where my career goes, I'm always content. Final moments with Brett Barley, professional surfer, and um, a lot, get a lot of questions from students all the time about, you know, what it takes to be successful. Uh, whether you want to be a professional surfer or a baseball player or a scientist or a doctor or a lawyer, um, maybe one hint that you might have for students out there about, you know, something that helped you become successful and get you at a young age to the level you're at today? Determination. I mean, I knew from a young age what I wanted, and I just, as I went through through growing up and, and into be, it being my career, I just, I would always analyze aspects where I was falling short and where other guys were um, excelling. And I would, you know, then take those parts that I struggled with and focus on them to improve them. And uh, I don't know, I just, I have a very addictive nature, honestly. So if I put my mind to something, I get pretty obsessive about it until I accomplish it or, fi- or figure it out. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because I, I look back at my career and I, I definitely think I could have gone actually further in surfing had I not been uh, living for the Lord because there's so many magazine connections guys had or friends connection guys had just through partying and stuff 
and I was always noticing that they were getting on more trips and getting more coverage, but man, I, I didn't care. I mean, I, I could care less about surfing compared to re- my relationship with Jesus. And, and so I think that's the main thing is to, you know, pray about it and see where God's leading you because in hindsight, now with my family, if I did have a more successful career than, than what I have now, that would just be more time gone and more time on the road and away from them. And that's not what I want. And that's, you know, not where the Lord has me. I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be, and I'm content with that. I'm always striving for more. You know, you should never um, back off and give it less than your all if you're going to do something. But, uh, yeah, just make sure that it's where the Lord's leading you. Don't just try and do it on your own in your own strength and make your own decisions. If it's, and if it's of His will, like, it's going to happen if you're looking, looking for Him for direction. Well, I know Brett's a humble guy because all you have to do is look at his Facebook page at Brett Barley, B-A-R-L-E-Y, or his Instagram page or Twitter or whatever uh, he's doing out there. Uh, extremely successful what he does and, like he said, balanced and has a great full life. It has a lot of fun, so you can check him out on all of his social sites. And Brett, as usual, um, uh, having I love having surfers in. You guys are so unique and so interesting and um Hope you'll come back. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with us today, and uh, really appreciate you, and, and good luck uh, as you continue on. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Brett Barley, professional surfer, right here on Sold Out Sports Talk. And remember, if you want to be part of our team and uh, give to our ministry, we, we need the support of our listeners. Uh, you can go to soldouttv.com on our website. Check out what we do uh, as we look to reach young people Uh, against drugs and alcohol, teaching them biblical principles and life skills. Again, it's soldouttv.com. Please give there to help our ministry, and we'll be right back with more on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Kansas City Chiefs NFL Hall of Fame tight end Tony Gonzalez. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. I'm your host, Roman Gabriel III, president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation and former professional football player. We're um, with one of the greatest tight ends in NFL history and has a great career in broadcasting and does so many great things in the community. Uh, Tony Gonzalez. Tony, how are you? I'm doing well. How about this? Huh? This is, this is fun. This Radio Row, the craziness of it. This is I love it. I love doing this stuff I talked year. to somebody that means somebody yesterday to you, Dick Vermeil. Yeah. Had a conversation. What was Dick like to play for? Dick was great. A lot of, a lot of tears. A lot of tears shed. A lot of tears, yeah. Um, a lot of uh, the motivation, uh, tough very old school. Like I don't know, Dick couldn't coach nowadays. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's too he's too ingrained in his ways. We we used to get after it in Is practice. Right? I'm talking full metal jacket, jacket, yeah, pads twice a day in the heat. Uh, all summer camp was just brutal. The game has changed so much since he coached. Uh, obviously, a phenomenal coach, Hall of Fame type coach. Uh, love love playing. I still, I still see him. He still sends me a bottle of wine. Yeah. We, we come in town. We go to lunch. Him and Carol. Uh, we, we, he's a special guy. But as long as you've been in the league, though, to have as many different kinds of coaches, it, it, it's interesting to me uh, some of the things that you learn from these different people, right, and how yeah. you apply them now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Dick was, was very – the thing that sticks out about Dick Vermeil is that he's very – Family and player-oriented. 
meaning it's not just about superstars. He always had dinners with my position every year with with the guys, and he invite all the guys over, even if you're practice squad. It doesn't matter if you're a starter, uh, whatever. He treated everybody the same, gave everybody hugs, cared about all these guys, but also tough love too. If you're a stick in the mud, he's gonna let you know. And he's gonna get your get get your butt up out of there too, which is why it's what you got to do. And I learned that like you got to love really hard, but you got to discipline really right. hard. Uh, and I think that's why he was a, a pretty good coach. You know, I've wanted to ask you this. I, I talked to a lot of guys that were playing that planned their career after that took the advantage of the opportunities and the platform to prepare for after football. Yeah. And, you, and you were one of those guys that did a really good job of that. Um, I'm wondering if where you are right now was where you thought you would be before you got out and you were thinking about doing this? Before I got out, yeah. I, I, this is kind of where I wanted to go. Uh, and to me, I knew it. I was like, this, this is something I want to do. But when I was younger, I, I never, never. Even when I, uh, they asked me, I remember you talk about preparing to, to, for life after football. I remember Marcus Allen yeah. had a show called The Locker Room Show out in Kansas City. And when he retired and left, they asked me if I wanted to host it. Uh, and I was doing it just for fun, but I was, there was no way I was saying, oh, right. I'm going to go and broad. I'm doing it because I'm preparing for life. I just did it because it was something to do and have a, you know, get a kick out of on Wednesday nights. And they paid good money. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I was like, this is what I want to do. Uh, but from that, it's kind of like opened everything up uh, to, to what I'm doing now. I've been doing this for 25 years. And one of the things that's been so gratifying has to seen the maturation of guys when they first come into the league to if they do make it as long as you do. The, the way that their mindset changes in terms of oh. their priorities, their family, and how those things affect uh, guys. Yeah. You, you, when you look back on your career today and you look at look at what football has given you, what what are some of the things that stick out in your mind? Oh, well, it's given me everything. Uh, I'm sitting here talking to you because of football. Yeah. Uh, from obviously, forget about the football. Let's know yeah. that everybody knows that that stuff. Um, uh, I think emotionally, uh, growing up and the the questions that you're forced to ask yourself uh and a lot of people don't they, they ask themselves these questions but they don't ever get the right answers and i think that's the determines your success you gotta ask you at when those questions come up you gotta answer them honestly you know how how good am i or how how good can i be or or how good of a father am i how good of a role model am i how, and if and if you answer those questions correctly and you search out the right mentors to get those answers from i read a lot uh NFL got me reading. I never right. read before right. I got to the NFL. I was kind of out of a necessity, uh, but I've been able to travel the world, been able to meet amazing people. Uh, I get to see how to do it, how not to do it. I got to make great mistakes, uh, and I got to make great triumphs. It's just been it's been a fun, fun ride, and I'm still continuing life after football. I'm doing that with acting now. Yeah. This is like the next realm for me is what I'm trying to do. Who's your mentor, Tony, when you came in the league, a guy who kind of maybe put his arm around you and said, hey, you know, that you really said this is how to do it right? Yeah, you know, uh, I remember my rookie year, and it wasn't a mentorship. It was a one-time reaching out by Marcus Allen. Oh, okay. I, was, I hit the rookie wall. I was playing pretty well, and then all of a sudden I went blank for about three or four games. And then Marcus, uh, who hardly had time. I remember Marcus is a legend to me. I'm oh, from L.A. Man. I grew up watching oh, Marcus yeah. Allen. Uh and he says, hey, uh, let me get your number, Rook. And I'm like, okay. So he calls me up on the phone, and he's like, hey, I've noticed that you haven't been the guy that you were. And I just want you to know that uh, I know what you're going through. I've been there. And, you know, you get back to being that guy. Get back to being that player that you can be. And it was very important to me, and, and it meant a lot. It meant a lot. He's one of them. Warren Moon is, a, is another big yeah. uh, influence. Super. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Final question. 
you obviously are around a lot of kids who probably talk to you about wanting to dream and wanting to reach goals in their life. Uh, I work with kids in junior highs and high schools in success program, a drug and alcohol education program, and many of them come from backgrounds where they made mistakes or their parents had nothing to do with them. Tell me about what you would tell kids today who want to be like you. Well, you know, first of all, hard work, preparation uh, is where you create your luck. Uh, but I also believe in this, going through your fears. Life takes off on the other side of fear. So I tell a lot of people now, because I've seen that in my life. Meaning, if there's a girl you want to ask out, go ask her out. Meaning, if you, if you, uh, if you're afraid to 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 go across the middle, you got to go through it because the other side of that is a, an amazing feeling. If you're afraid to get up early because of whatever reason, you're going to be tired. Go through it. Uh, go through that fear of whatever, whatever. Because I believe life success comes down to your relationship on how you go through your fears. So go on for it. Go for it. Go for it. And life takes off. I promise you. The stuff that makes you scared that you want to do is the stuff you have to do. Tony Gonzalez. Tony, thanks for stopping by. Thank you, much. Appreciate Peace you on being on Sold Out. Remember, if you want to be part of our team and uh, give to our ministry, we, we need the support of our listeners. Uh, you can go to soldouttv.com on our website. Check out what we do uh, as we look to reach young people uh, against drugs and alcohol, teaching them biblical principles and life skills. Again, it's soldouttv.com. Please give there to help our ministry. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.